Swim check one, two. Bike check one, two. Run check one, two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Nishanda Shines. Welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck, but not just another edition. This is a special edition. We're in November, and obviously we know in November we like to give thanks and be grateful, and everyone is in the season of wanting to really um, just express gratitude in a multiple of ways. And so I thought, what better way than to give thanks by literally giving thanks and giving dollars? Yes, this episode is a special tribute to USA Triathlon Foundation for giving Tuesday, which technically will happen following this episode. So just, you know, our episode's coming on a Wednesday. So next Tuesday will be Giving Tuesday. And we want to make sure that you give to USA Triathlon Foundation. And don't worry, we'll give you all the information that you need to know a little bit later. But for right now, the word is overjoyed, overwhelmed. I get, I'm getting confused. This, I'm getting confused, y'all. Well, I'm just going to say I am overwhelmed and overjoyed to have this group with me today. This is a group interview. And you know, things sometimes can get off the rail with group interviews. And because I know who I'm interviewing today, hold your horses. You remember your parents used to say, hold your horses back in the day. I used to didn't understand what that meant, but I understand today. Just know the people who I am interviewing today, you're going to see why it can get wild and we're going to have to like reel it in a little bit. And I have with me today, Rosalind Jarrett, Sepulveda, Thomas Lindbergh, and Lisa Thomas. Welcome to Try Beginners Like Everyone. Hello? Is it just me? Oh, they don't, they're on mute. Hi, welcome to Child Beginners. Hi. Oh, what a day. I love the fact that we are like all here and um, uh, being here in this big group. So I have lots of questions and I want to start off by saying ignorance truly is bliss because I really didn't understand or know that we had a foundation. And that's a good thing. And it's a bad thing, right? It's a good thing because now I know it's a bad thing because I didn't know and didn't even know that we can be ambassadors for USA Triathlon Foundation. Mind blown. Who knew? But guess what? Now we know. And I think that's the importance of why we do what we do at Try Beginners Look. So we can give you a heads up on all the different avenues that you can be a part of different organizations in our sport. So Thomas, give us a little bit of background about uh, USA Triathlon Foundation. Yeah, thanks, Vashonda, and thanks for having us. Uh, I'm sure Lisa and Rosalind can give some more fun and engaging examples as well, but but I'll give it the first shot here and, and not bore everybody. Um, yeah, we have three pillars with our foundation, um, and so we're a separate 501c3 from USA Triathlon, um, but we work in the same building, we share the same services, so, so we really view ourselves as one and the same. Um, and the mission of the foundation is really to raise resources that can um, impact USA Triathlon and help them do what they want to do. Um, and we do that through what we have as three pillars. So we encourage youth participation, we inspire uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, and access in our sport, and we ignite Olympic and Paralympic dreams. And so everything we do um, is based off of those three pillars. I love that. Um, Rosalind, tell me about your experience as she's taking a big gulp of water. She's like, well, could you have waited? Tell us about your take on USA Triathlon Foundation and how you actually got started with them. Well, I, I actually became aware of the foundation when it was just sort of a dream. And uh, remember first hearing about it at, at the USA Triathlon was thinking of a way to engage members and supporters financially in supporting triathlon. Um, and that was at an ITU event in San Diego. 
And I said, well, when it finally gets off the ground, I'm interested. Flash forward a couple of years, and I found out that there was a foundation and that there was an ambassador program. Um, so I missed the first year of the ambassador program, but then applied. So, um, and what ambassadors do is promote the support of triathlon su and support the foundation by encouraging others to get involved in triathlon and also, and in multi-sport actually, and also to support the foundation's mission financially. So each ambassador is required to raise uh, a minimum of $1,000 a year and to participate in some of the outreach events that the foundation does at different venues and to promote multi-sport wherever possible. So that really excited me because triathlon is so near and dear to me. And Lisa, tell us your, your story and your vantage point of USA Triathlon Foundation. I tell you, it was, it was, I was at my first nationals in Milwaukee last year in 2021. So I'll, I've only been racing for two years. As a bit, I've only been a triathlete for two years. So when I saw that it was a foundation, I'm like, I tell people about triathlon every day anyway. So it was so exciting. And I was like, I was asking and I'm asking other ambassadors. I, I met Ms. Roslyn and I met Thomas. And I'm like, how do I become an ambassador? How do I, how am I able to help? somebody else to have this life-changing experience that I have. So that's, <laughs> that's what I do. So that, and, and, and in doing so, it's not hard because when you live it and it's become your lifestyle, you definitely want someone else to experience the same thing. So i tell you, everywhere I go, I don't care if I'm in an Uber, on the plane, at the airport, anywhere, somebody's gonna hear about my experience and encouraging them, igniting them, inspiring them to become a triathlete or do something. That's you know, what I'm talking about. Fight, go do something, and that's it. That's what I do. I enjoy it. I have fun. And that's so we can all we can all end right now because Lisa's <laughs> got it. <laughs> That's why they call her Mama Lisa, because she's going to tell you about it all. And oh my goodness. what I didn't do was kind of give you guys a background about everybody. And I was just so overwhelmed. I'll tell you how this started. When I actually let Lisa in from the waiting room, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I completely went off the rails because I was so excited to see Lisa. And then Rosalind came in and then Tom said, I was like, oh my gosh, but let me tell you why. So Lisa just mentioned um, Milwaukee was her first uh, age group nationals. It was also my face first time doing age group nationals on the opposite side of announcing. And I was privileged enough to do the USA Foundation dinner and Hall of Fame gala um, a few days prior. And so I see this woman beautiful African-American woman with different color hair. And I'm like, that's a wild one right there. I got to meet her. And she was smiling and laughing. And Rosalind, I got a chance to meet during endurance exchange with what they called uh, the speed dating rooms where you network. And so we met prior to that. So getting to see her in person for the first time was just a huge blessing. And Thomas, obviously I met him for the first time too. So I forgot to even give you introductions on everyone because I was just so overwhelmed that I just went into show mode. So I'm going to give you some background real quick, just so you have an idea of who we're talking about. And I'm going to start with Thomas um, because Thomas is the executive director for the USA Triathlon Foundation and has been since April of 2022, but he's been with USA Triathlon since 2019. He was previously the director of marketing and communications and oversaw strategic communications, branding, creative services, digital marketing, all the stuff that allows us to know who USA Triathlon is, is what Thomas used to do, just to give you uh, it bottled up in a beautiful bow. 
And Miss Rosalind Jarrett Sepulveda. Now, this young lady is a firecracker. You're talking about someone who loves triathlon. She loves triathlon. She's a part of the Los Angeles Triathlon Club. She um, was, how do I say this? She is a 2008 Aquathon World Champion. 2011 Xterra Southern California Trail Running Series regional champion and 2015 triathlon duathlon ooh triathlon duathlon national champion in her age group she comes in hot at every place that she comes she is dynamite amazing um and uh she is also an ambassador for USA triathlon now miss Lisa Thomas you just heard it she's only been in the game for 2 years and she is on fire for triathlon and I absolutely love to see it. And that's that spirit that we wanna see resonate throughout the fabric of USA triathlon, that energy, bringing that fire and zeal for what we get an opportunity to do. Now, Miss Lisa, <clears throat> she um, she's a mom, like for real. Like she is a foster mom, she's an adoptive mom. She loves to take care of people. And now she's taking care of herself by trying every single day. She lives in Houston, Texas, and she is surrounded by so many that call her Mama Lisa. Clearly, that's why I called her Mama Lisa. And so that gives you a quick preview of who we are talking to. And of course, throughout the fabric of this conversation, we will get to weave in more of their story. So my apologies for just jumping right in, but I was literally overwhelmed when I saw all their faces kind of come in that it took me off. So you can tell that this is truly live. It's not scripted, but maybe I should start considering scripting it. So I'm like in motion, but anyway, let's keep the party going. So what is it like to be an ambassador for USA Triathlon? Anyone can take that. For me, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> for me, it's, it's exciting for one, and it's also, it's an honor because uh, as a USA, USAT Triathlon Foundation ambassador, when I heard that, I'm like, oh yeah, I wanna do that. Just, I wanna be a part of that team because I know that if you are part of the United States of America Triathlon and you're an ambassador for this team, and it's, it's we know we have to do fundraisers, we are building. We are building communities while we're doing that. We put in funds into areas where we know individuals are aware of triathlon. So that's what we want to do. We want to bring awareness, and that's what we do. We want to bring events, and that's what we're doing. So the more individuals, and even youth, more so youth, it doesn't matter ages. That's one thing about triathlon. It doesn't matter the age. You can start off as a child and you can start off as whenever you're whatever age, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90. So it doesn't matter. So that's the beauty of triathlon. It doesn't matter when you start. You're never too old and you're never too young. So as an ambassador, I'd love to tell anybody about it. That's what we do. And what's so interesting is I often say this, you can truly try until you die. Like, you don't have to, there's no age limit or cap on when you can start or when you can stop. And I love that. Rosin, what do you have to say? I think that Lisa covered a lot of it. Um, but part of what motivated me was the fact that there are three pillars in the U.S. Triathlon Foundation's mission because there are different ways for people to get involved. The fact that we encourage youth programs and make it possible, especially um, part of the, I'm sorry, backing it up, but part of the foundation's mission is opening pathways to multi-sport for all. And the foundation gives grants to organizations that make that possible, whether it's opening pathways to triathlon for youth who otherwise might be financially challenged to become involved in sports, 
or to open pathways to triathlon for adaptive athletes who are physically challenged and have not had the experience of competing in a sporting event and how life-changing that can be, or who want to compete on a higher level and don't have the financial means to do so. And then the third pillar of the foundation is to ignite the dreams of our para-Olympians and our possible Olympians. And why this is so important is that the United States doesn't fund our Olympic and Paralympic teams the way other countries do. And if someone has the talent to represent USA on that world level, but doesn't have the means, we make it possible. We make it possible by giving grants so that they can train at the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center. I had the opportunity through a wonderful USAT Foundation program called Fantasy Camp to train at the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center. And it is an amazing experience. And I've talked to a lot of Olympians and Paralympians who've trained there and it makes such a huge difference. And for our adapted athletes, it makes such a huge difference because although insurance will pay for uh, an adaptive athlete's day-to-day equipment that they need to participate in life, it doesn't pay for their day-to-day equipment to participate in sports. So we make it possible. We also make it possible to train people who wouldn't have thought of participating in multi-sport to do so. And with our kids, we, we, I wish I had started as a kid. I started at age 54 and I'm 74 now. And you are not. I am too. And See? it, it was, excuse me, Miss Rosalind, you know, you're not 74. Why are you pulling our leg today? I am. Um, I, you want me to hold up my driver's license? Almost, you look so good. So thank you. But that's living a healthy lifestyle. You know, the fact that you get up in the morning and go run or bike or do a spin class or lift weights or, uh, get in the pool and swim makes you young at heart. And then you get together. The other reason to become an ambassador is that triathlon itself is a community. And then the Triathlon Foundation Ambassadors is our own little sub-community. For example, when we get together at a a national event, whether it was the multi-sport nationals in Texas or the triathlon nationals in Milwaukee, our little group seems to find each other and we're supporting each other and hugging and screaming at the finish line and cheering and taking pictures. And we create that community. The same thing happens when you join a tri club, you find a community. And if you race in the kit from your tri club, Everybody's screaming and yelling and and supporting you as you're staggering around the race course. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just, um, so, I mean, I can babble for a long time. (laughs) You can babble all you want, Miss Rosling. You can totally babble. You have earned that right with me when you're telling me that you're 74, but you look like you are like 44 babble all you want. My goodness. I was rude by cutting you off because I just couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, you are not 74. But you well, I got I got into triathlon because I was having health issues. My doctor said to me, if you, you know, your bone density is too low, your arterial calcification is too high, your cholesterol is too high, you're taking too many meds. You, you need to start doing some kind of weight-bearing endurance activity. 
Mm-hmm. And I procrastinated for a couple of years and then I found triathlon. I found triathlon because I loved the idea that in order to train, you swim one day, you bike one day, you run one day, you strength train one day. You don't have to do the same thing day after day after day after day. And if you're as ADD as me and as it works and my health improved, my bone density is above normal. And, you know, I, my, I'm in the best shape of my life. So there's something to be said for living the multi-sport lifestyle. There is. And I'm so glad that you went ahead to that because that was literally going to be my next question is how did you get into it? And a lot of people get into it for that reason, because of their health. And they realize that after engaging in the endurance sport, there are so many positive changes that extend your lifeline. And so we're so glad that you found it, but you also do triathlons with your husband. Is that correct? Well, I actually, I met my husband through LA Triclop. Excuse me? <laughs> so there's a there's another reason to get involved in triathlon if you're single. Uh, no, seriously. He's the one, he's the Sepulveda. He's the one with the difficult name. So, um, and he's an Ironman. Uh, he's done six Ironman. Look at her talking about her man. He's an Iron yeah. Man. He's pretty cool. Um, I love this. You know, Rosalind, I am having such a good time because I got to meet him during our quick one-on-one when you guys were supporting one of your grandchildren. And so she's 54 years old when she started. She met her husband. So that's clearly telling you guys a timeline. So y'all better get involved in these tri clubs. You never know who you're going to meet. That's right. You never know who you're going to meet. And he and I are both, um, we've both believe in using endurance sports as a way of drawing attention to charitable endeavors. I mean, speaking about him, which I love to do, obviously, um, shortly after we became involved with each other, he decided his son had had leukemia. And he decided that he wanted to give back to Children's Hospital of Orange County where his son had been treated for leukemia. His son at the time uh, that this idea came up was 25. He had had leukemia as a child. And so he decided to do a state-to-state triathlon and to use that as a vehicle to raise funds and awareness for Children's Hospital. And he did, he swam from the Santa Monica Pier to the uh, Venice Pier to the Santa Monica Pier, got on his bike, rode to Phoenix, got off his bike, ran two marathons, and then did Ironman Arizona in one week. Wow. Which is why I decided he was a keeper. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, but anyway, do you know, so we have since tried to always connect our sports to doing good. And we created an idea of pay it forward. So we race as um, when he did his state to take triathlon, we called it the pay it forward challenge. And we continue to race together. When we do races together, we do it as team pay it forward. We raise money um, as team pay it forward. And we try to pay it forward in our own ways. I'm, I like to be more of a public person, which is why I'm an ambassador for the foundation. I'm also um, the ambassador for the Legacy Triathlon, which is the USA Triathlon's event in Long Beach every year, which uh, also has served as the Para Triathlon National Championships. So I've uh, I've been involved with that and promoting that and trying to get people involved. Thank you so much, Rosalind. Now, Lisa, I want to come to you and ask, 
how did you get your start in triathlon? And like, what was the impetus to get you involved? And how has it been for you as an, an ambassador? Because you seem like you, you're, you got right in and got right involved. Well, um, first of all, my brother, my oldest brother is a triathlete. And he, he challenged me to do one triathlon, let's just do one. That's all. I didn't know anything about running. I didn't know anything about swim, nothing, none of this. I didn't even know how to swim. So he gave me a challenge because he know me. So a couple of months later, I started swimming, taking swim lessons. And a year later, I did my first triathlon and I never stopped. Now, <laughs> when I start telling them that um, I'm doing another triathlon, I'm doing a sprint, I'm doing an Olympic, I'm doing this, I'm doing a 70.3, he thought I was just, he thought I lost it. But my obsession with this sport is so amazing. And meeting, like Rosalind was saying, I, Rosalind has always been such a sweetheart to me. She treats me, they treat me like I'm the little one. I'm the youngest one, because I am young, you know. <laughs> but it is so beautiful have, to have such an amazing family, because that's what we've become. And as I began to travel, and I met Rosalind even at the, uh, uh, what is it, in, in Legacy. I, I, we worked there and I, I began to watch and I saw what they're doing. So, and I have a foundation myself. So I know what it takes to build. And I know what it takes to make sure that someone is getting what they're needing. So with that skill of mine, that's what I want to do. I want to give back to people that don't know anything about a triathlon, don't know what it takes, don't know. I mean, it, you don't have to be an athlete. That's the beauty of it. You don't have to be a certain size. You don't have to be a hundred and hundred pounds. You don't have to be any of that. It's just amazing how you can take this one this one sport, a multi-sport, and do it every single day, uh, like we're talking about, just doing something, like this morning, swimming. So it makes me feel good because I know the workload that I have. So when you begin to just do something for yourself and then it become a lifestyle for you, then of course, as an ambassador, I wanna tell anybody from a child to whatever age, that this is something that you may want to try. And this is something that you want because it's, it, you can do this forever. And as an ambassador, that's what I do. So that's, that's what I'm learning more. I'm getting more information. I'm learning how it goes, how everything, how it acts. So therefore, this is what I do. It's a natural for me. So I love to have fun. So that's what's happening. I love it. I love it. We've talked a lot about uh, about the foundation and the and being an ambassador. And now I kind of want to take it back to the personal side. Like I love to ask questions about your first race, what's your favorite distance, et cetera. So if you take your mind back, I think this might be easier for Lisa than Rosalind. So I'm gonna start with Lisa with this question. So Rosalind, you can think about it. But Lisa, your first race was in 2020. So yes. what was that like? You know, the swim, was it a sprint race? Like what was your first distance? Tell us Three, about it was your a very sprint. first race. It, yeah, it was a sprint distance uh, in Pelham, uh, Alabama. Um, and that was the one that my brother challenged me to do. So I had trained and trained and trained and I was ready in my mind. <laughs> And I did, I did my best and, and it was, I was a little nervous because you into a sport that you've never done before. Right. And that's what I, that's the way I like to live. So if I'm doing something that I've never done, then that means I'm challenging myself. But once I did my swim and then I jumped on my bike and then I did my run, somebody hollered out, oh, you made for this. Why did they say that to me? Because <laughs> I was having fun. I'm like, if I can't enjoy a sport 
And if I can't enjoy myself, then why am I doing it? So that's what I took from that one race. And once I began to feel and see how people were encouraging me, and you know, when you find out it's your first race, your first triathlon, and you find out this is my first time, and you get so much encouragement, then that's, that's basically what I experienced. And at the end, I accomplished my goal. I am a triathlete. So now I am a triathlete. <laughs> I love it. It's a lifestyle now. <laughs> Come on, it's lifestyle. lifestyle. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Now, Rosalind, tell us about your first race. What was your first race like? If you can take us back there. Oh, you don't want to hear from my first race. My first race, I did actually, I got involved with triathlon through uh, the team and training program that the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society does. And they do it as a fundraiser for um, leukemia research and treatment and uh so you raise money and in exchange for raising funds, you work with coaches, which was incredible. Um, and my first race was the Treasure Island Triathlon in San Francisco on Treasure Island, which is the little island in the middle of the uh, Bay Bridge. And it was... Uh, I had never, when I started training, I started in July of 2002, I couldn't swim across the pool. I couldn't run to the corner. I had a 30-year-old Moto Bacani Super Mirage 30-pound steel bike with a basket and uh, reflectors and a kickstand. And <laughs> it was... Uh, and so, it, which all goes to show, you don't need to know what you're doing to start training in triathlon. And my first race, I got in, you know, I learned how to swim in the ocean, which was pretty amazing. Um, had never really done that. And I learned how to get across the pool and I learned how to use my bike and, the one thing I didn't learn as well as I should have was the nutrition because triathlon is really five sports, not three. It's swim, bike, run, nutrition, and transition. And I had the first, I had swim, bike, run, and transition down really well, but not nutrition. So my first triathlon, Treasure Island, which was incredibly technical, with a lot of huge climbs and was an Olympic. And I do not recommend doing an Olympic as your first race. Um, I took me five and a half hours, which is a long time for an Olympic. And by the time I was done, I was not in the best shape physically. And that was because I had not done my nutrition properly. But the good news is, I love the sport. I love the training. And instead of saying, oh, I don't feel well, I'm never going to do this again. It was, when's the next race and how can I learn how to do this better? And that's been all along. How can I learn to do this better? And that also inspired my, how can I use multi-sport as a way to give back? and to pay it forward. Mm, I like that. But I really encourage people who are beginners to start small, do a super sprint, do a relay. Relays are incredibly fun. Um, I think Lisa did, I did a, a mixed relay at the multi-sport nationals in Texas last year and had more fun doing that super sprint mix relay than I think I've ever had to, doing a triathlon. It was such a fun event. And um, and remember, there's a wonderful expression um, that Jeff Mallet, who draws the Fraz comic strip had, because uh, he has a character in it, Fraz, who does triathlon. And a little boy asked Fraz, uh, um, or, what do you call someone who 
comes in last in a triathlon? And the answer is a triathlete. So it doesn't matter how you do, it doesn't matter what the distance is, it doesn't matter what your equipment looks like. My husband did his first triathlon with a skateboard helmet and a mountain bike and no spandex. It doesn't matter, you, you just get out there. I don't know if you can hear it in Rosalind's voice, but she is giving all the gems and really encouraging um, thoughts about just try. You don't have to have a lot to try, just the will to do it and everything else will circulate. So ladies, what is your favorite distance or discipline? Let me ask this. What is your favorite discipline? Is it the swim, the bike? or the run? Rosalind, you want to go? <laughs> uh, whichever one I'm not doing at the time. <laughs> That's a good one. Yes. <laughs> and what about you, Lisa? <laughs> I, I, I like the run. I like to run. That's that's one of my uh, one of my favorites. Was I I, I was not a runner. I uh, went to a I asked someone about a trainer for strength and conditioning when I in my first year, and I asked him. I said, "I need you to make me a runner." And from that day, that's what he did. So. Of course, it's still, like Rosalind is saying, it's still a process. No matter how many triathlons you do, whether it's a super sprint, uh, whether it's an Ironman, a half, or whatever it is, we're still triathletes. Now, I must just say my least, the one, I'm not going to even have a least, but the one I work the hardest is my swim. Because I wasn't exposed to swimming. I was exposed to a basketball in my hand. So uh, that's, that was my gig. So, but to swim on a level that we have to put our efforts and put our bodies into and our mental into, that's what I work the hardest at. Mm -hmm. And that's where, because that's, you can say, that's your weakest. So if something that I'm weak in, then I'm going to put a lot of effort. I'm going to hire one of the best coaches. I'm going to hire another coach if I need it. And I do. And like Rosalind was talking about, as far as swimming in the lake, open water, oh my God. I can't get, I couldn't get across the 25 meter pool. So to say that I'm about to jump in a lake and swim in open water, and then you want me to jump in the ocean? <laughs> now that was my first experience this year. So each process, each goal that you set, you make that your goal. I'm not gonna get out there like someone else may that has been doing this for 20, 30 years. I'm gonna take my time I'm going to uh, take my steps that I know. I'm going to hire the coaches and masters that I know that will be able to assist me and get me there. And then I'm going to go get it done. And that's when you have fun. When you know you put the work in. And as you're doing that, you're having fun. And that's it. And that's what I would encourage. Just get and, and, and go seek mastery. Go seek a master. Go seek someone that's a really good swim coach, a running coach, bike, whatever you need. It's available. Break it down into pieces. Don't do it all at one time. Break it down before you know it. You are a triathlete. And anybody, that's what I love about it. Anybody can be a triathlete. And they be like, me? Yes, you. You can do it. And that's that's what I love about the sport, the motor sport. I love it. I love it. 
And all the coaches, coaches and trainers are probably saying, amen. Yes. Come see us. Come <laughs> hire us. Thank yes, you. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, coaches, coaches and hire trainers yes. definitely are the key when you're wanting to master the sport. So I agree with that. I want to kind of flip it back and bring Thomas in to ask if you're new to the sport, how do you even get involved to be an ambassador? And what's the process like, Thomas? Yeah, the great thing about the ambassadors, and I think why we all have so much fun with it, is it's really for everybody. And there's no um, there's no qualification. We do ask for an application, um, but that's really to get to know everybody. Um, and certainly, you know, we want to put a little bit of rigor behind it. But at the end of the day, it's open for everybody. You know, the beautiful thing of this 2022 team is we have a 14-year-old, and we have all the way up to a 73-year-old and everybody in between, and it's 28 states, and it's all experiences levels, and it's newbies, it's longtime athletes, it's people who have taken a break from the sport. Um, so it really is open for everybody. I think it, it builds into what, what Rosalind and Lisa have been saying, too, is that it, it's just fun, and it's a community, and it's not a competition. It's not, well, I should say, there's a fundraising competition to it. So that part's a competition, and, and Rosalind and Lisa are going to try to win it, um, but it's not a competition on the course. Um and it's really just a way for everybody to get to know each other better um, and really be a part of something that we all believe in, get to know like-minded people, uh, create community, all of these great things that we've been talking about and all the reasons why we love triathlon and multi-sports so much. Um, but for those who want to get involved, we do have our application process still open. It's been open uh, since about mid-October, and we're planning to close it um, at the end of November, at least for this initial round. So we'll close it. We'll name the ambassador team, but then we will, people have the opportunity to join the team um, throughout the year if they want. Um, so we don't want to close it off for everybody right away. Um, but we do like to have an application process um, and have a big team announcement and build up excitement and, and all that piece of it. Uh, and we'll name the team officially uh, in early January. Or we'll start telling people in December and we'll have the full announcement in early January. So if you want to be an ambassador for USA Foundation, you have until November 30th. That's just a few days away. So be sure to go in, fill out an application, and let's just go ahead and talk about fundraising, giving, because this is for Giving Tuesday. So Thomas, tell us about Giving Tuesday. What are the goals? What do you want people to do? Give. That was simple. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, it's part of, you know, all year round. We want people to give and donate and, and there's a variety of ways they can do it. And they can donate, obviously, financially, but they can donate their time and their treasure. Certainly Lisa and Rosalind do all three, um, which is why they're our favorites. No, but we're not, you know, no bias over here. But, um, you know, Giving Tuesday is part of, you know, it's a national, at least national, if not international, day. So it comes on the heels of, um, Thanksgiving, of Black Friday, of Cyber Monday. So it's sort of that next iteration of these um, of these events. And so the, the idea, without me being an expert on how it was created, but, um, you know, you're doing all these things to give thanks, you're spending a little bit of money, and now it's time to give back to, you know, the foundation of the nonprofits that, that you believe in and are doing so much good work um, in the country and in the world. So um, it is, it's November 29th, and so it is one day where, all these nonprofits around the country come together um, and encourage people to give back. Um, and certainly we will do the same. And we usually do a lot of stuff on social. We do a little bit of email. Um, and then we we empower Lisa and Ross and our other ambassadors to go out there and do the same um, and give them fun graphics and social copy and other things that they can do to, to rally everybody around this cause that we love so much. Um, but it is part of our broader year-end campaign that we'll do. Um, as you touched on earlier, right, it's the good time of the year to start to give back. Um, certainly an opportunity to maximize your charitable deductions on your tax return, um, if that's something you're into. Um, but really, it's an opportunity to give back to to the sport and the community in fun ways. Um, and we like Giving Tuesday because it's a fun way to engage with us in the sport. You forgot to mention you all mail out flyers too. So some people got uh, some information in the mail not too long ago. This is true. Some in the mail, you can go online, you can scan QR codes, you can shout it from your porch and we'll figure out where you're yelling from and go track you down and any way you want. I love it. So be sure to give November 29th 
to USA Triathlon Foundation. And do you all have a website just to kind of direct people to the website and or Instagram page? Yep, usatriathlonfoundation.org um, is our website. And you can go on there. There's a big donate now button. Um, so you can get back on that. And then, yeah, certainly we have we have Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, all, you know, USA Triathlon Foundation branded. So it should be easy to find on there. Um, and then certainly I would be remiss if I didn't say you can also donate through Lisa and Rosalind's ambassador fundraising pages. Um, so Michonne, all the ambassadors have their own page and that's how they track how much people have given to. And then we can track who's winning the competition, who gets all the great prizes, who gets some more swag, who gets bragging rights next year at all the events. Um, and so you can go to, you can go to their specific pages too um, and donate through there as well. That actually sounds kind of fun. So Rosalind and Lisa, put it out there. You want people to give to your page? Give us the information. Uh, well, I created a short, um, so it's bit.ly, bit.ly, slash capital R, capital J, capital S, 2022, capital T, small R-I, capital F-D-N. So RJS 2022 Tri Foundation. Should I hold, make a sign and hold it up? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of backslash, <laughs> forward slash, dollar sign. But the forward. other thing you can do is you can go to the USA Triathlon Foundation.org website and look up under programs and look up ambassador team. And there's a link to each of the ambassadors. If you scroll down, there's a link to each of our pages. So awesome. that's, that's what I was another say. way that you can give. So maybe, yeah, maybe I, I can send you that link, Mishanda, and maybe you can put it in the information about your podcast. Well, that's what we will do. We will put it in the chat about the podcast, but just send me the link and we'll make sure that people have the link so that they can give both to you and to Lisa. So it can be like a little challenge. Who from the Tri Beginners Luck family is going to give to who? Who's it going to be? Let's see. Ah, well, or it. better yet, split it between the two of us. There we go. That's there awesome. we go. That's awesome. Absolutely. Because at the <laughs> end of the day, it's all going to the same fund and right. it's all going, it's all to, going, the going to the same place. The other thing I think that's important is that, and I keep, you know, we talk about triathlon, but I really want to emphasize multi-sport because there are people who are not going to swim. My husband can't swim anymore. So if you can't swim or, or for some reason, you can still engage in multi-sport on the local, national, and even world level by doing duathlon, which is runs, bike, run, a multi-sport. You can, if you can't run for some reason anymore, you have got injuries or whatever, or you hate running, you can compete in a quathlon, which is swim run. You can compete if you can't, um, I'm sorry, that was, you can compete in aqua bike, which is swim bike. If you can't bike or don't have a bike, you can compete in a quathlon, which is swim run. My first race on the world stage was in 2006 in the aquathlon worlds. So there are different ways. There's different, and there's also winter triathlon for those of you who love the snow. And there um, are just all these variations of multi-sport. And then also, once you become involved in multi-sport, you find yourself doing five Ks. You find yourself doing ten Ks, half marathons, marathons bicycle races, bicycle tours, you know, it just gets you involved in 
you can't seem to take a vacation unless there's some sporting activity involved in it. Absolutely, and it's the lifestyle. Yeah, it is. It's a whole lifestyle. And listen, Rosalind, I'm going to have to give you your own show because <laughs> listen, we there's so much to talk about that we can keep talking about this for days and hours, but we only have a little bit of time. And I want to be able to ask you guys some fun questions because we have to be able to, you know, kind of do some of the business things. So we got the business, but we'll have you back on Rosalind because you have a lot to offer and people need to hear the good stuff that you have to say. So with that said, we're going to move into like rapid fire questions. And so I'm going to ask each of you a very different rapid fire question that's specific to you, um, especially to Thomas, because Thomas is, he's our unique one on the, on the phone, not on the phone. He's our unique one in the podcast. And so we got to figure out a way to encourage him to give his first try. So you thought we were going to skip you, but Thomas, we're going to put a challenge out there for you in just a little bit, but don't worry. I got you. So first up, Lisa, rapid fire, quick questions. Um, What's your favorite distance? Uh, 70.3. Rosalind, what's your favorite distance or event? Um, as I said before, it, it is sprint triathlon, but I love mixed relay, either do or um, triathlon. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What is your favorite post-race snack? <laughs> um, Cheez-Its. <laughs> Okay, cheese it's that's that's a first here, but you know it's yours. All right, Ross, what's yours? I was laughing. Chocolate milk. Okay, okay, chocolate milk. Okay, we can we can do it. It's with got protein milk. and carbohydrates. That's what you need to fuel with after. Absolutely. I'm still stuck on the cheese it's I'm like, but it's a, you know, it's a, I don't even I don't even eat like that, but that's the way I do. I just do a cheese it. So I'm like, what a cheese it's <laughs> wait, she wipes the, the it on her hair. Are, the cheese it's are waiting for me at the finish line. I'm gonna that's do one right. next week. I'll, I'll run, I'll run and swim and bike for cheese it's any day. Oh, so that's all we need to do. So ladies and gentlemen, you heard that here. We need to get a message to Vic somehow to have Cheez-Its at the finish line. So Thomas can come out here and give it his best try. Yes, that's what we need. I love it. <laughs> oh, clearly this is way too much fun for me. What's, where's your favorite place to cycle, Rosalind? I like cycling, uh, although it's very challenging for me. Um, in the hills, we have the Santa Monica Mountains here in Los Angeles, and there's some beautiful canyons and beautiful bike rides. It's also my favorite place to run, hike, is on trails. I love trail running. Okay. This is rapid fire, Rosalind. Fast. I talk in do documentaries. <laughs> I love it. She's going to be mad at me and I'm going to get in trouble. Rosalind's going to send me a message on Facebook and be like, excuse me, what is your problem, girl? Okay, Lisa, where's your favorite place to, to cycle? Well, you know, I'm in Texas, so we have a lot of flat, but we do have some hills. So I like Austin. I go to Austin and do a little hill work. That's it. I love it. Okay. When you're training audiobook, podcast, music, or silence? Majority of the time, silence. Silence. Okay, Rosalind? Swimming, silence. Running, national public radio talk programs. Uh, biking, silence. And Thomas, I have a question for you. What's your favorite part about being the executive director for USA Triathlon Foundation? Getting to meet people like Rosalind and Lisa. And I'm not just saying that. I know it sounds, you know, like I'm just saying. And, but, no, uh, it is, you know, it, it's getting to meet everybody that does it and loves it. And, you know, I think every time I talk to someone about it or go to an event, you come away thinking like, this is this is amazing. It's life changing. I know this is supposed to be rapid fire, so I don't want to I don't want to overdo it here. But uh, the first time I met Lisa in, in Irving and Multisport Fest, I think I turned over to my colleague and I said, why is this woman so happy at 5 a.m.? <laughs> this is unbelievable. 
uh, but that's just what it does, right? It, it, you know, everybody's excited. They're all doing this thing that is, you know, it's healthy, happy, it's fun, it's community. It's all these things that we aspire to be all the time. Um, so it's just getting to meet people like this um, and getting to know what, what ticks. And then, of course, you peel back the triathlon multi-sport layer and you learn all these other great things about them and, and all these other unique pieces. Um, so it's just a cool way to meet people from across the country um, who are all really awesome. Awesome. My next question for you all is who or what inspires you? In the multi-sport uh, triathlon? In life, who or what inspires you? When I met Sister Madonna uh, Buda, that did it for me. When I was able to share the course with a 92-year-old woman, I heard about her, but when I saw that and actually been able to be around her and feel the energy, oh my goodness, that inspired me to a whole different height. So being around people like her to think about, I can do this for the rest of my life. That's it. I love it. Rosalind? Well, I'll say amen to Sister Madonna. Yes. When I was considering triathlon people, and I said, I think at 54, I'm too old. The young uh, coaches said to me, honey, there's a 70-year-old nun who does Ironman. If she can do it, you can do it. And that 70-year-old nun is now 90, and we watched her cross the finish line at national she's amazing the other person who inspires me um is a ironman competitor and triathlete named sheree grunfeld who started a program in san bernardino county uh, california called exceeding expectations and she uh has brought together for the last 20 something years young people who are at risk um, primarily young kids of, of color uh, and gotten them involved in multi-sport. And some of those little kids that 20 years ago I ran, you know, I'd be around when they were little kids are now past college and giving back to the same organization. And she has changed the lives of so many people and that she has always served as my inspiration. And she was a Hall of Fame honoree by the USA Triathlon Foundation a few years ago. Awesome. Thomas, who or what inspires you? It's, you know, listeners here might not be quite the right audience for, for what I'm about to say, but I didn't want to miss a chance to talk about Portland Trailblazers and the NBA and basketball since it's the only team I really cheer for. Um, but uh, growing up in Portland, you know, the team brought the whole community together and it brought everybody together. Wins, losses, you know, the joy, the the despair, which is, you know, it's mostly been despair for the last 30 years. Um, but the power of sport, as you all know well, um, is just so amazing and it's palpable and it's this real thing that brings people together, um, regardless of any differences or, or, or similarities or anything. Um, so I think just the ability to continue to to go down that path of working in sport and, you know, doing something that truly does bring people together and brings people so much joy um, and passion is, is what drives me every day working in sport. I love it. And final question, because we ask everyone, do you pee on the bike or get off and take a pop or pee break? <laughs> <laughs> Why would I get off the bike to pee? <laughs> Come on, peers. How was that? <laughs> hey, Rosalind, what about you? I need all my time. <laughs> I've done both. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I've done both. I've also been, I one year I volunteered, I was a bike catcher at um, the Ironman World Championships in Hawaii, and we all had to wear gloves. And you know why. Listen, I do. 
And I wouldn't want to be you. But anyway, with that said, thank you all so much. This has been good. I'm going to have to actually have both of you back on because it this has been good. And we really didn't get to dive deep into your personal stories because this was about a bigger story. And that's USA Triathlon Foundation and making sure that we do our part to be able to give on November 29th. Um, back to the foundation on giving Tuesday. So thank you all so much for being here. Thank you, Thomas, for uh, coordinating with me to make sure that this day happens. And thank you, Rosalind and Lisa, for taking time out of your schedule to interview with me and the Tribe Beginners Luck crew. You know, like we said, whenever you try, you truly always win. I'm Ashonda and we're out. And don't forget to give. Peace. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you always win.